So we've been talking about encounters. We've been talking about the more of God. And the Lord um, reminded me of a moment of visitation, a moment of visitation. Anyone have a moment of visitation with the Lord before? What he was showing me is that um, when we have these moments of visitation, when we have these moments in his presence, we can either miss it because we just don't know what it is, or we can step into it because we're like, wow, Lord, this is you. And one of the things um, the Holy Spirit was really just ministering to me about was that we can equate the encounter or the more of God to a feeling. We can even equate it to a supernatural thing. And one of the things that the Lord was showing me was that neither is it a feeling nor is it supernatural because two reasons. One, the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, the Godhead isn't a feeling. So we can't compare it to a feeling. That's why a lot of people miss it. They miss it because they are expecting a feeling. They want a feeling. I didn't feel him, so because I didn't feel him, he's not in the room. Because I didn't feel him, he's not in this church. Because I didn't feel him, he's not in my prayer time. Because I didn't feel him, he's not in my worship time. But I'm going to tell you right now, that's what the Lord told me to tell you this morning. He says it's not a feeling. He says I'm a person. (laughs) I'm a person. It's not a feeling, right? When the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, when he's in the room, you may say, well, how do I know if it's not a feeling? Well, you know because something shifts in the atmosphere. What seemed, um, you know, a weighted atmosphere seems to lighten up. Suddenly there seems to be more light in the room, um, you know, you might get a scripture that just drops in your, your, your mind or your spirit or a song may come. Um, and yes, there's things that begin to happen in your body that that's in response to the presence of the Lord. And I just want you to know, he says, if you're going to step into the more of me, don't just um, put me in with a feeling because I'm not a feeling because I'm a person. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> come on. And to even go deeper, come on, to even go deeper, I want to read this to you. Okay. When we say it's supernatural, all right, Now, two things I want you to know about that term. That term is nowhere in the Bible. Okay? It's not in the Bible. And the actual definition of supernatural is a manifestation or event attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature, a supernatural being. 
So they equate that to like a paranormal, a psychic, a magic. Whoa. So the Lord said that if you're going after the more of me, do not put me in the supernatural category because I'm not supernatural. He is Alpha and Omega. Come on, somebody. He is the beginning and the end. He's the great I am. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's Jehovah Shalom. Come on, somebody. Listen, he says, if you want the more of me, you can't put me in a box. Oh, the Holy Spirit, the Godhead, he's not a feeling. He's not supernatural. He's God. He's not some force. He's not some supernatural being. That's not who he is. The very definition and the wording of supernatural, it's not even in the Bible. Even when Jesus um, walked and did his miracles, right, those were miracles. Those were signs. Those were wonders. It wasn't supernatural. That's just who he is. That's his nature. Because he said, when my kingdom, he says, my kingdom is at hand. So then we understand that the kingdom of God, in the kingdom, this is normal. There's no sickness because healing is available in the kingdom, amen? There's no death because death has been conquered in the kingdom, right? So that's why Jesus demonstrated those things on earth because he says, my kingdom is at hand, amen? So the more of God is stepping into his kingdom the as it is in heaven and not putting him into a place of he's just a feeling. He's supernatural. Amen? And the Lord had to minister to me about this myself because, again, we hear it all the time. That's what we've heard all our lives. Well, you know, as long as you've been a Christian, right? Because we use that verbiage, right? We use that verbiage. We use that verbiage. We say, oh, did you feel that? Can you feel that? And so what happens a lot of times is that, like, I'm a feeler, okay? <laughs> I feel. <laughs> you know, I feel, I see, but not everyone has that. So if you're, if you, if someone's saying, Oh, do you feel him? And you're like, no, I don't. And what happens is that you're trying to step into the more of God, and because you don't feel him, because that's not how he made you, you immediately think, God's not with me. And the enemy, he plays on that with, with believers. I I want to even go deeper. I'm not sure if you're ready for it, but the the how do you say this? How do I know demonic activity is happening on a person? <laughs> it's all the the hoopla, the the loudness, the just just creating a show. That's how I know. 
I know it. And I just, I begin to rebuke that thing. When a demon walks into a meeting, it wants to disrupt. It wants to draw attention to itself. And I rebuke that thing. Why? Why? Because that's not of the Lord. And what we have to understand when we step into the more of God is that, yes, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, there will be the evidence, amen, there will be the evidence, but you will be glorifying God, not yourself. You will be glorifying God, not yourself. Come on, and that's how you can tell. (laughs) I'm teaching you (laughs) this morning. So what I want you to understand, going back to the feeling. But I feel like I'm speaking to someone today, specifically. There's those who feel. There's those who see. Come on. How do we get into the more of God? You may feel. You may see. You may know. But I want to say if you don't feel doesn't mean he's not with you. Because he is omnipresent. He's Emmanuel, God with us. That never changes. I'm going to even say this. It doesn't even change when you're in your sin. It doesn't change when you straight away because he actually is nearer to you. He says, he says I'm married to the backslider. Come on. <laughs> He's nearer to the sinner. <laughs> he says, I will leave the 99 and go after the one. So that's also a lie from the pit of hell that you may believe that the reason why I don't feel, see, or know is because I'm in sin. It's because I'm out of the will. You have to understand he's as close to you as he's even closer to you because he's trying to draw you back home to him. Amen? Amen? This is why we have to pray for our loved ones that don't know him because he is close to them. He's real close to them. So we have to continue to pray. We have, despite what we see, right, because the enemy would have you believe that he's far away from them because of what's happening in their life, what's happening in their lifestyle. But I can say just my own life and the testimony of my life, that God was with me. He was with me. Trust me. He was with me. Right? But when I'm in rebellion, right, I'm blind. I can't see. Right? And then you have to have these encounters with the Lord so that you see. So the scripture that he took me to was Luke 24. And I want to read this to you. And it was a moment that Jesus um, was walking alongside his disciples. Let me show you. Let me read this to you. Is powerful. Now, it says in verse 13, Luke 24, 13, Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. Now, 
I want you to mark that in your Bible. Their eyes were restrained. Right? So um, the Amplified says that their eyes were miraculously prevented from recognizing him. Mm, Interesting. That their eyes were um, kept, the ESB says it was kept from recognizing him. Okay, you tracking track with me here? But their eyes were restrained, you guys. Their eyes were restrained. And then it says, and he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed in word before God and all the people and all the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who had said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it, just as the women had said, but him they did not see. Now, just to kind of follow here, they're talking about what they thought it was going to be, how it was going to be with Jesus. And they're, they're talking to Jesus, but they don't know they're talking to Jesus. But they're, they're kind of saying, well, we thought he was going to, you know, redeem Israel. We thought he was going to do this. And, but now, you know, he's not in the tomb. And, you know, so they're in confusion because they're not able to truly see. They're actually looking for something that he's not. Amen. So kind of like what I was saying earlier is, we're equating him to a feeling or to supernatural, but he's not in, in that. And so we're, they missed it. They're missing him. He's right with him. He's right with him. And then listen to what he says. He says, then he said to them, oh, foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe, and all the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses, all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone farther, but they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. And then their eyes were open, and they knew him. And he vanished from their sight. Listen, look what Jesus did. He took them back to an encounter that they had with him, as they call that last supper. When he took the bread, blessed it, and began to hand it to them, 
all of a sudden, right, how they had encountered him before, he showed up again. And that's when their eyes were open. What do I want to say to you this morning? Don't miss the more of God because you're saying, well, God was supposed to show up like this, and he's supposed to be this, and he's supposed to be this. And... But is he that? Is he that thing that you think he's supposed to be? Even in this season, people are asking, where is God? Other people are saying, this is from God. Other people are saying, this isn't God. But how do you know it's him if your eyes aren't open to who he really is? And to know his nature. It was him breaking the bread. It was him blessing the bread and handing it to them that immediately their eyes were open because that's who he is. He's a God of communion. He's a God of oneness. He wanted to remind them that's who I am. All the other stuff, that's not me. And don't miss the encounter because you're expecting him to be one way. I didn't feel him. So because I I put him as a box, as a feeling, he's a person. He's not a feeling. He's a person, not a political agenda. He's a person, not morals and values. Come on. He is God. He's God. He's the great I am. So when their eyes were open, their eyes were open. Come on. And I'm praying that for each and every one of you this morning, that your eyes would be open. And listen to what they said to one another. It says, did not our hearts burn within us? Whoa, come on. Where are the ones that would want to encounter him and step into the more of God? And as you do, your hearts burn within you. This is not a feeling. This happened inside of them. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is inside of you. You're saying, I don't feel him. He's in you. He's in you. Don't put him as a supernatural being. He's not a being. He's God. He's God. It says that their hearts began to burn while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us. This is powerful because your word is the encounter. The word of God is an encounter. It's God breathed. And when we open it, we're stepping into the more. We, we can't be satisfied with the Instagram quote or the 15-minute devotional. We have to go deeper. 
We have to go deeper. So what we have to do is we have to make a decision to go into his presence and stay there and cry out for the more. Oh, God, I want my heart to burn for you. I don't want to just wait on a feeling because you're not a feeling. You're a person. I want the person of the Holy Spirit to come. Come on, somebody. I want the person of Jesus to come. I want the Father to come. Come on. He's calling us to go for the deeper He's calling us to go for the deeper things. He said, Ramisa, deep calls out to deep. It's not enough to be on the surface anymore. We can't just even be at the waist. We've got to be all the way in. Desperately seeking Jesus, women, you are in the deep. Not everybody is up at 6 o'clock in the morning seeking his faith, seeking the more of God, pressing in, burning for him. And that's why he's talking to you. He knows that you have a desire to go deeper. So he says, come, I will take you deeper. I will show you things. I will open your eyes. The scriptures will begin to be open to you. There will be greater revelation in this place. It's an invitation to step into the more of God. That's why we have this session of come to the altar. You know, sometimes we just come to the altar because we have so many issues that we're just like, let me just go to the altar and throw myself on it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm there. That's, that's me, okay? I'm like, I'm going to throw myself on the altar. What if? You went to the altar to seek the more of God, to seek the more, and to stay there and to cry out for more. Anybody desperate for the more of God? You know, this morning was perfect because the Lord began to show those that would wait on him. Remember with the upper room, there was at least 500 that had been following Jesus. There was a a big crowd, but there was only 120 who waited. There were those who didn't wait. They said, I just, it's taking too long. So there were only 120 in that room. And they were the ones who were able to step into the more because they stayed. I want you to hear this, and I want this to minister to you. And I believe the Lord, as he's going to take you into an encounter, as you cry out for the more of God, as you cry out for the more of him, I want you to hear this. Oh, my God. 
I want more. Come on, cry out for the more. Cry out now. Tell him I want more. God, I want more. I'm not satisfied with where I am right now. I want to go deeper. I want to go deeper. I want to go further with you, Lord. Posture yourself right now. If you need to get on your knees, if you need to shift your position, just begin to cry out for more, step into this encounter. He's in the room with you. He's in the room with you.
Let him all come over you. Just let him come over you right now. Respond to his presence. Respond to his presence. We're always in his presence, the Lord says. We're always in his presence. Thank you, Jesus. We're always in his presence. So I want to encourage you. You're always in his presence. You're always in his presence. So every time you breathe and every time you praise him and every time you worship him, you're in his presence. You're in his presence. So I pray that your eyes would be opened, that there would be no more restraint on your eyes. So just put your hand on your eyes right now as I pray for you, for your eyes to be opened, open to who he is, fresh revelation. Father, take the scales off our eyes so that we see you. We see you in all of your glory. We see you in all of your majesty. Your word says that the whole earth Full of it. The whole earth is full of your glory. Give us eyes to see, Lord. Give us eyes to see. In Jesus' name. 